And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big golf huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales Senseless to the Bold Nonsense Podcast. This is a podcast that talks about sports, which means we actually have stuff to talk about. We're full on back. Like, full on back. This is episode 126. You're deep in the depths of that. The red light is on. Red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us. Yeah, we're back in terms of sports. We're also back in terms of full strength. I'm at Walt Disney, happiest host on earth. You took journalism. Yeah. Get out of here. And sitting across from me, looking directly into my face as we talk some awesome football and other sports, is... And I still smooth, Mr. PTO. Thank you, Walt Disney, for having me back on another great episode. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Of the Bold Nonsense Podcast. You're very welcome. Uh, before we get on to in this di- on this date, uh, it is 9-11-2020. That is September 11th of the year 2020. Yep, and this is episode 126, as I said. First off, right off the bat, let's do it. Have to do it. Much respect. Uh, never forget 9-11. Um... I think we all it's have. It's crazy. Our, Nineteen years ago. Nineteen years. That is. That makes that's me, crazy. That makes me feel super old. Yeah. Because I was in. We were in what? Third grade? Fourth grade? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Fourth, fourth grade, grade when that happened. Um, and I probably told the story uh, before, but it's just you always know where you were when you found out that it was just a different day. Like t- the day was not. That day was not going to be the same as days around it. Um, yep. And obviously horrific event that led to some cool things in our country. Unity and stuff like that. And We're hoping the same comes from what's going on right now. So, I mean, I think we can just go on from there. But um, Very well put. Very yeah. well put. In terms of the country... 9-11, never forget that, and uh, thanking and remembering all the heroes from that day, and then the current day, we're thinking about and remem- remembering, thinking about keeping in our in our, uh, in our our minds all the heroes that are currently out there right now, um, fighting whatever it is, maybe the pandemic, maybe 
um, issues in our country may it be these fires that you know locally and all up the west coast we're, we're fighting through now so um, you know 2020 keeps swinging and they're trying to put us down for good that's the thing about the human race we don't go down easy we're just we're just kind of here here for it. We're, we'll rope a dope. Iron jaw, baby. We'll Iron rope a dope. jaw. You might have us on the ropes. USA. We might have us on the ropes, but we're just gonna keep taking taking swings. And once you get tired, it's game over. We're gonna still be here. We're gonna be here with swings of our own. So can't wait for that day. Can't wait for that day. Um, speaking of days, let's do it. We've already introduced hey, ourselves. Hey, hey. We introduced the podcast. Let's get to on this date. Thank you, at Walsh Disney. On this date, September 11th, back in 1978, my man Ed Reed was born in St. Rose, California. So today is Ed Reed's 42nd birthday. Happy birthday, my man. couple accolades. Uh, well, well-decorated man, most known, known for his time spent in Baltimore. Uh, he was a Super Bowl champion, nine-time Pro Bowler. Five-time first-team All-Pro member, three-team second-team All-Pro member, NFL Defensive Player of the Year, three-time NFL interception leader. He was a BCS National Champion at Miami and a two-time consensus All-American in college. An absolute animal, my man Ed Reed. Dude, he... (laughs) Complete animal. He dominated the sport. Are you kidding me? Look at that. That is is as decorated as anybody. That is a long list. Plus, he wears those dope hats and he's always got a big old cigar with him. Like, not only did he dominate football, but he is dominating retirement as well. Dirt. He just he yeah. He's like he looks like he enjoys uh, life just as much as Gronk. For sure, for sure. That's that is a good comp. Yeah, Gronk and Ed Reed both enjoying it. They're both just great at the sport. Both take it very seriously. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, happy birthday to Ed Reed. Let's get on. Let's move it on right on to random thoughts. Don't worry. I'm not gonna do what everyone thinks I'm gonna do. Flip out, man. No, nah, I'm saying. Well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. I'm in a brainstorm session. I think I just. Yeah. I just had an idea. Isn't that beer? No. No silly or fun transition into that. We're just going to it. Because it's been a while since we've been able to do random thoughts. And we've got some stuff to say. And we actually have a lot to talk about today. We got... We're bringing back the classics. We're bringing back... One of the better things that we do. A top five thing that we do on this podcast during this season of sport. We got a whole bunch of NFL news to talk about. Because everything, you know, they like to get things buttoned up before the season starts. And the season's starting, so we're doing that. Uh... Plus, we got the playoffs in the NHL and the NBA we're going to talk about. We're going to give you a little bit of fantasy fantasy knowledge, which hurts us but helps you. So there you go. This is selfless behavior here. Um, so we got a lot to talk about. But the first thing we got to talk about is some random thoughts because I got like three different things I got to get off my head. Hit me, baby. All golf related. Nice. Okay. First one. First one. You've you've seen these people that are like uh, the the shoeless golfers that like to golf without the shoes. 
No. You've never seen these people? No. A lot of people, I guess, it's like a thing, like a fad thing where they will golf without their shoes. Stop. No No. shoes, just having a nice little, like, nature walk. You damn hippie. No. Dude, yeah. Put on your spikes. Hippies all over the place. But my feeling, like, when I saw that that was a thing, my feeling was like, there's such a wild, extreme confidence in golfing without your shoes. Because, like, what happens oh. if you go out of the the nice grass? Yeah. If you shank yeah. one, you got, you're stepping up being like, oh, I'm going to put this right down the fairway. Because if you go, yeah. I mean, the places we go, you go off not in the fairway. Those are trees. Those are pine cones. Those are yep. ditches, snakes, all over the place, man. Yep, yep, exactly. You see the little snake holes everywhere. Like, yeah. I almost got bit by one. Yeah. Because I suck okay. at golf and I tried to go get a ball. <laughs> but yeah, I'm the I don't ultimate know. ball retriever. I was just, you are yeah, you're you're a raccoon on the course. You're just an absolute <laughs> little, scavenger. Little thief. Yeah. yeah. But I, I thought people in shoe shoe going shoeless golf is just that's insane to me. But hey. Yeah, I don't like it. Pass. Yeah. Uh the second one before I get to the major hitter, um, I'm gonna actually ads and shout out ads for Bomb Tech Golf. Ooh, I, I want to hear this. I just bought a set of their wedges. Um, you know, 52, 56, 60. Just bought a set. You know, I, I didn't have really any of those. I was bought borrowing. Uh, like, speaking of scavenger golf, I was scavenging a 56 when I needed it. And sometimes I couldn't get it. So I just, you know, buckled down and I got it. Because we're golf guys now. So I buy this. The next day, I'm at work. I'm driving around. So I, I get a call. Can't answer the phone. But I get a, a message, a voicemail from Soli, the owner of Bomb Tech Golf, who has called me for the express purpose of thanking me for helping their small business. What? And, That's and, dope. And I just thought that was a really nice move. It made it made my day. It Honestly, it made that my is- day. That's really cool. People being good people, they just make your day sometimes. And Sully is a good guy. That's customer service, man. So, so when Big. you do that, then I get on this pod and I say ads for Bomb Tech Golf. Hey, we need to reach out to Bomb Tech. We need to we need to DM them for sponsor. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Bomb Tech, you you and us, baby. Sully BT I'm, and BN. Sully, BN I'm calling BT. you back. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Big ads for. Yeah, big ads, big ads. Okay, so here is the big one. And I actually was, we were golfing, and I was actually going to tell you about this. And we made the joint decision not to talk about it. I, I didn't tell you, and we didn't talk about it. We saved it for the podcast. The insane people of Australia, we love them. We love the, uh, the insanity that comes out of Australia. But in Brisbane, Australia... At specifically the Carbrook Golf Club, they have a water hazard, little man-made lake, in one of the in the middle of one of their holes. And in that water hazard lives a group of full-grown bull sharks. Nope. Full, full big sharks. So I look up. And, I mean, they look like to be between five and a half to six feet in full Bull length. shark? So, yeah, bull shark. So, I looked up bull sharks, 
And they're known for being extremely aggressive. What the heck? Bull sharks. Living in these people's water features. And so, I guess a common sight at that on that hole is you'll be hitting and there'll just be a shark fin going across the water. Because the water's not super deep. And bull sharks are known to stay in like not deep water because that's where you can wow. hunt easier for sharks. And they're aggressive sharks. So you can see their fins going across like, like, like it's friggin' Jaws. That's crazy. It's just amazing. Classic Australia. I love it. Yeah. I love that a lot. Yeah. I just thought that was so interesting. Sharks in your hazard. You're not getting the ball out of there. No. Yeah. Nope. You won't oh, even, uh, end, you won't even end up like Chubbs. You'll end up like, like Hooper or, or Brody. <laughs> or, or the other so, yeah. one. The one that actually dies. You go inside the cage. Cage goes in the water. You go in the water. Shark's in the water. Our shark. No, I would like to keep on uh, with my golf career. So I yeah. think I'll pass. Yeah, pass on that. Hard pass. Okay, but that is my three golf-related random thoughts. Those are things that have been weighing me down. I'm glad I got them off my chest. Anything from you? No, I, I'm good. I'm okay. good with that. So we're ready to, ready to keep it moving, keep it trucking. Yes, sir. Right to trivia. Here we go. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeopardy. Gonna make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? This is trivia, and last week's trivia question like this. Who was the first NFL rookie of the year? Once again, who was the NFL's first rookie of the year? Answer, it was Jim Brown in 1957. And the defensive rookie of the year was introduced in 1967. Just a side note. Yeah, so they had a rook. Just I'm assuming they had just rookie of the year, mm-hmm. and then they split it because an offensive player won it every year, and the defense was like, "Hey, come on now." So that's why they introduced defensive rookie this? of yeah. the year in 1967. That's a whole decade, but uh, hey, you know you got to assume the awards are old, and then a good a a good guess would be Jim Brown. So maybe some people got it. Bingo. But, This week's trivia question goes like this. Which NFL team has the highest winning percentage in games in which they are considered an underdog? A little bit of betting here. One more time, pay attention. Which NFL team has the highest winning percentage, has won the most games, in games in which they are or were considered an underdog? That'll be on 127. There you go. Find out then. Come back. Join us again. Find out. Stay hungry. Yep. And also join us for the news where we go right now. I've just been handed an urgent news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. Let's start in the NFL, and let's start in Denver with Vaughn Miller, who, this is just crushing, uh, could miss the entire Literally. season. Literally. 
crushing. <laughs> oh, gross. That's <laughs> the sound you made was disgusting. <laughs> so, Von Miller got an ankle injury. Um, and he could miss potentially the entire season. If he misses, if he is able to come back, it'll be months. So, he's going to miss a lot of time. And basically, I was super high on the Broncos. I was feeling the Broncos. And now I'm super not. Is he just... I don't know. You can't lose a guy like Von Miller and keep it up. You know? he, the thing is, he's more than just the uh, he. His even though he's still a presence on the field, his I mean, he's not the Von year Von Miller of you know past years, but he's a, what he is is he's a presence in that locker room and a, a senior leader in that locker room to you know help guide that team along with you know their young up and coming stars like. Uh, um, you know, Drew Locke and that receiver, Jerry, uh, Judy. Just, Jerry Judy, you know, so like, yeah. that's what they're going to miss a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just a, just a shitty situation. Cause I think they would have been fun to watch, but we'll see. Hopefully he gets back maybe mid season, maybe a little bit before that. Let's just hope mm-hmm. we'll hold out hope. So that's the bad news. Now we got a lot of money. Getting thrown around. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven signings or extensions. Let's get to it. Paid. Let's get paid. Let's try and get paid. That would be pretty nice at some point. Kareem Hunt gets an extension of two years, $13.25 million in a backfield with Nick Chubb. Browns say, hey, you've got a role here. With that. Like it. Yep. Thumbs up. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he got an extension. Oh, two Big years. So up. All, most of these are on top of the deals that they already have going. But DeAndre Hopkins got an extension. Just a two-year extension. It's the money that changes everything. $54 million, $54.5 million. Let's not forget that $500,000. Uh, with forty-two and a half million dollars guaranteed. That's insane. That's the great part. Yeah. So I mean, he just he shot up the ranks of receivers, and I think he's gonna do work with Kyler Murray. I'm really excited for that team. We'll see, man. We'll see. It's all up in the air. We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a little bit later. Teaser. Cam Hayward. The teaser. <laughs> Cam Hayward, the Steelers defensive lineman, he had got an extension, and this is reportedly. There are some. They didn't officially release all the numbers, but the reports are massive. The reports are that he got four between four and five years, so four or five years on top of the deal, and between sixty-five and seventy-five million dollars. For those, and I mean, I mean, for a defensive tackle, that's massive. That is oh, yeah. huge. So though, that's a that's a huge deal for Cam Hayward. Good for him. One of the lesser known but best players at his position in the NFL. Sure. Jalen Ramsey. This one was big. Uh, five years, a hundred and five million dollars. I didn't see the guaranteed. Didn't see the guaranteed. But it doesn't really matter. Guy got paid. 
one of the, I would say, at this point I'd say he's like the third best corner in the league. And that will get you money. It might no. You know what will get you money is just being on the Los Angeles Rams. They love handing out these fat contracts. It is insane. Where where's, you, where's this money coming? Where's from? Where's this money coming from? There is a salary cap. Apparently yeah. not for them. You got. You get paid, and you, you get, get paid. paid. You, you get, get money. Paid. You get money. Welcome to the oh team. There's our money room. You've literally yeah. You've yeah. You've literally done nothing. Here you go. Yeah. That's seriously because they were pretty bad last Jesus year when they got him. And they didn't get better when they got him. No, I mean, not really. No. So yeah, very very interesting that he gets that. But as the the I heard a pretty good line, and it was, and we'll talk about this with the with the next guy as well. Uh, the two next guys actually. Uh, receivers are a premium. If you're gonna pay receivers, you gotta pay the people that that are covering them. Oh, yep. You pay the receivers. You gotta pay the people that are covering them. So I like that. That's why Jalen Ramsey gets a huge deal. Uh, another corner that also got a huge deal is Tredavious White up in Buffalo. He got his before Jalen Ramsey. Actually, it was a four-year extension, seventy-seven million dollars, fifty-five of it guaranteed. So, obviously, smaller than Jalen Ramsey's, but hey, um, you know, that's what happens when you're better but quieter about it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, Tredavious White, that's still a great contract. And, man, I love Tredavious White. I mean, this is a guy. I saw that video. You see the that video, video of him Instagram? talking about the money? Yeah. Yeah. So th- cool. This is a guy, he was a valedictorian at his high school. He was top of the class at LSU, and it, like, actually graduated. And... And then he comes out and he gets this contract and he's just talking about how this generational wealth and how his parents can retire now and he's got a lot of people that helped him get there that he can take care of and he got emotional about it. And it's just sometimes we forget that it's like legitimately life changing and not just their lives, but like Yeah. Everyone it's around changing. him. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's and uh, it was pretty cool just to see him be pretty honest about that. Cool. So those are the people paid to cover receivers. One receiver who actually is getting an extension was Keenan Allen. He got an extension of four years, eighty million dollars. This is like funny money. I I don't. It doesn't even register in my head that I'm saying eighty million dollars. Eighty million dollars. Not even it's eight. Zero. Not even point eight million dollars. Which I will never know I, that feeling. I would be life. fine with. Eighty yeah. million dollars. I just I, you can't even wrap your head around. We it. always talk about millions of dollars, and I don't think we really comprehend how much money that is. Like even a million dollars, like yeah. that's a shit ton. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Dude, it's so much money. It's it's like, inconceivable. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Pretty pretty well deserved. I think Bales would say. From uh, Keenan Allen getting this extension, though, don't you think? Yeah, I mean they need all the help they can get. So, uh, as long as they lock him up, that's that's good. Ooh-hoo. I I oh. sense a little bit of shot right there oh, at, at our boys' it's Chargers. It's a, he can't defend him. You don't you don't believe in him? He's not here. You can't defend him. Ah, uh, so take take all the shots you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm Sorry, fine with bits. that. Sorry, Bills. Had to do it. Yep. Uh, so those are the extensions assigning Jadavian Clowney. This saga is finally over. He finally signed. 
Uh, he is signed with the Titans. One year, $12 million with the ability to get up to $15 million. Jadavius Clowney and Derrick Henry. Are you kidding me? That's such a great poster if you're the Tennessee Titans. That is like just and cute. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Unreal. Uh, this is going to be a cool team. I'm very excited to see Clowney um, in uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Speaking of the poster, so they've got, yeah, Clowney, Henry, Vrabel, and I would I would implore you, if you've never seen Johnny Smith's picture, Johnny Smith is their tight end uh, this year, their starting tight end, um, him too. Okay. He's a large fella. He's a big human being. Yeah, I think this will help the Titans, just because it, it I feel like it unlocks their actual pass rushers. And their pressure packages, they don't have like a, they don't have a Von Miller. They don't have, you know, an Aaron Donald. But they have, they so they throw in these pressure packages, bring a bunch of people, try and confuse the offense. And that is really what Jadavion Clowney's best at. If you just leave him on the edge and tell him to go get the quarterback, he can't do it. He just can't. He, he's proven that. He's never had a double-digit sack season. And... But this is perfect for him. And he said that he Vrabel's one of the best coaches he's ever had, so he went back to him. A couple retiring players. Akib Talib has retired. Salute. Yep. Uh, one of the swaggier players in the past decade. So I didn't like him grabbing Crabtree's chain, though. Nah, I didn't kind like of that. A, kind of a punk move. I didn't like that yeah, either. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like Crabtree either in this. I didn't like either one of them in that whole... I like whole, Crabtree. Whole tuffle. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. You would. Yeah, I do. But Akeem <laughs> Tlaib had the better career in Crabtree. I mean... No! It's better not, career? That's not even the better. Crabtree or Akeem Tlaib? Akeem Tlaib had a better career no. than Crabtree. Tlaib played on the Patriots... The, the Broncos, the Rams. He went to like three Super Bowl. He went to three like Super Bowls with three different teams. Product of an environment. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Crabtree wishes he could have that environment because he didn't do anything. <laughs> okay, then then the big one, the 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 emotional one. Ryan Shazier is finally retired. Called said that. Uh, I mean, he never really wavered early off of that, like, I'm going to come back. I, I can play in the NFL again. Um, and now he finally has. And I think some people are taking kind of a sigh of relief. I mean, how frightening would it be to see Ryan Chazier get back on the field and after the hit he took and breaking his back and all that stuff. And I think it would be very stressful for a lot of people and like I bet Goodell, right when he when he went ahead and retired, just had this huge sigh of relief, and was like, okay, now we can bring him into the fold of being an ambassador to football and all that stuff. And I fully expect him to be that because he's he's a pretty awesome guy and pretty inspiring. The fact that he's you know walking around out there. I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, a, a really good story for the NFL. I think one of the positive ones. Okay. Let's move on to the NBA. They gave out their awards. You mind if I take the NBA awards? Go, man. Let's go. Fly, so fly. NBA awards. I'm uh, I'm gonna jump on these because I'm super excited about it. Gonna first kick it off with the NBA's most valuable player. Currently undecided at the moment. However, the finalists at the moment. 
Jonas Antetokounmpo, James Harden, and LeBron James. I don't think there's any surprise there. Walsh Disney, how would you rank your MVP finalists in order from least to most or least to who you think should be MVP? Harden, then then Giannis and LeBron. Okay, you're on the LeBron train. I like that. Yeah, I think he... Okay. Okay, this is what I'm at. Is this year different? Have you heard? Are they just basing it off of the earlier part and then through the break? They're like the first those eight games. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. That's what I'm. That. That's what I'm wondering because right now, what's stuck in my head is Giannis. You know, in the Bucks, s in the bed. Like yeah, yep. we'll get to that. But like, peace. See you later. And and LeBron right now is just shining and leading his team in every way possible. It's just I don't know if it, if you're do if you're taking it all into consideration, which I'm wondering if they do this year. I don't know how you could go anywhere but LeBron. Yeah, I agree. It's hard. It's hard not to give LeBron MVP credits almost each and every year. You know, yeah. the NBA likes to like select other people, but it's hard not to. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> and I will move on to Coach of the Year, Toronto's Nick Nurse. I think well deserved. I don't oh my know. God. I think you. I think you feel the same. Oh my um, God, most any, important any, piece in Toronto. Yeah, I think. I think if Kawhi stayed in Toronto, I think they could have been something really, really special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, uh, NBA Rookie of the Year. I think well-deserved John Morant, Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you give it to him because he played more minutes, um, longer, healthier longer in the season. But the, I think I actually heard it on Colin, no ads though. The most impactful rookie of the year, or rookie, was obviously Zion. Like points per minute and stuff like that. Like when he was on the floor, he was scoring and he was scoring at a high rate. You know, it yeah. like unreal. So I think nothing to take. I don't want to take anything away from Jaw. You know, well deserved, and I think he deserves it. But I, I, I don't want. I want to also acknowledge, you know, Zion. You know, as well. Yeah, I w- If I was voting for this award, I would give it to Jaw. Yeah. Correct. Um, you know, Zion has this huge effect of like not only affecting a game. But affecting the league, he's almost more macro than Ja. Where where Ja is like, he's still. They both change everything for a team. Ja did that, like he showed you this year, and he's just so dangerous. And I thought he's he's very infectious in his play, and really gets the ball moving. Like one of my one of my least favorite things I hear it almost every year, Blazers. Is we're gonna be faster. We're gonna play faster. Uh, try and stay out of half court sets more. And I, it's not just Blazers. I just you know taking taking my playing my heel character, Kick, kicking them in the balls. Yeah, when they're down. Um, but it, it's a lot of teams in the NBA. You hear it like every year. Since the Suns, since Steve Nash left. Oh, we're gonna play faster. We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna move the ball fast. And no one ever does it ever. And then Jaw gets there, and they don't say it, but Jaw's like, we're playing faster. And they did it, and it it was so much better to watch, and it really helped him out, and that's the effect Jaw has. Totally deserved. 
Love it. Absolutely love it. I also love this next award winner, Sixth Man of the Year award uh, winner, Montrez Harrell of the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, also teammate of um, several Sixth Man of the Year awards, uh, Lou Williams. So real real great bench they have there in, uh, in L.A. Um, but yeah, big ups to Montrez Harrell for, I think, a, a fantastic season. Impact player. Yeah, I think I talked about these last two last week a little bit. And oh, perfect. I, I was saying was, I mean, we kind of echoed each other on the jaw thing. The, the uh-huh. Harold thing is, I don't know, he's not my cup of tea, but he provides he provides that, that dirtiness inside. So the Clippers are a little clean. They your, need, te- your team's not swaggy enough for Montrez Harold. just face it. I'm wah, wah, wah. I will face it and be totally fine with that. <laughs> My team's dropped in Montrez. You can come over here, man. All right, y'all have it. Um, and then, wait, you talked uh, about the other ones as well then, probably. No. Oh, have not. Okay. Just those two. Um, those were the only two out last week. Oh, gotcha. Um, defensive play of the year or the DPOY, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with Thumbs that more than, more than you know him being MVP just because his his impact. Like everybody likes to talk about the blocked shots and how he can guard one through five. Dude has impact just standing there. People have to change shots just because they think he's he, so. I mean, because he can. Yeah, he's so big. He's so long. He covers so much ground. If he just stands in the middle of a court with his arms open. It changes the offense drastically, and you know he's all over the place, and he plays with consistent effort on both sides of the court. I mean, I love Giannis. I might not have picked him for MVP, but I still love Giannis, and I'm still baffled. We'll get to it. Never mind. Wait. Teaser. Teaser. Um, teaser. Teaser. But, yeah, I love it. Love it. Me too. Um, and then finally, also another uh, um, player I, I'm liking more and more. Uh, taking home this trophy, the most improved player of the year award, Brandon Ingram, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I think he's boosted his his points per game up three three point almost three four points rebounds per game three to four rebounds more, um, and assists I think are up two or something like that. So he's taken a step. Like once he's got out of out of that shell in in um, L A. Like and became the number one, you know, before Zion, like. He's he he bumped he bumped his uh, progress up. You know he he took more of that mode on, and I like to see that. I think for him, it's it shows you how sports are so situational. He was put on the Lakers. He was too young. He was it was too much asked of him. Too young, so he's gotten older. He got a reset to somewhere that's a little less spotlighty, which is more his personality. And then, like you say, Zion gets there, and the pressure's a little more off. Not to Them the Duke boys. Yeah. Not to the point where it's like, I got nothing. Like, I have no pressure on me. Because, like you said, he's still the number two, like or one and a half, if you will. Yeah. So he's still got something, but it's not all on him, which I think fits his personality. See, like, you know, watching him and seeing him at Duke and stuff. Fits his per- personality a little bit better, and that's why I was able to thrive. It's just like all the all the things aligned for him finally. Yep, yep. Well put. Um, do you want to take the next two stories uh, there, Wash? Sure. Uh, the next story: Rockets didn't 
How do you how do you how would you pronounce this? I was gonna go with Daniel. Annual, an annual, annual. annual. That that's why I lobbed it to you. <laughs> that's a dirty move. <laughs> that's that's a, funny. I, I, that's I a dirty vet too. move. That's a real bro- Bruce Bowen move. <laughs> but uh, so let's do it. Rockets Daniel House Jr. has been booted from the NBA bubble. Uh, he was being investigated last week. And then it was kind of confirmed they booted him out that it, he had a guest in the bubble, an unauthorized guest from <laughs> for multiple hours, which, hey, multiple hours for the guy. Absolutely oh, love boy, it. Boy, way to show out. If you're going to get booted, at most. least show out on your way out. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, and that's obviously looking into things a little bit. But yeah, he was booted. He gone, and he's actually played for the Rockets, so who are already in trouble in their series. So a little bit more trouble for him. He just got a little head start going home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, how about a little playoff update from the NBA? Been a while since we we talked. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying. Sorry, I would be. Uh, Doing a better job, but I'm not a professional, and my computer is frozen. <laughs> so, Whoa. Uh, Nat, I'm just waiting. We already are asking a lot of our listeners. I'm just to a man. I'm just a man here to lend us their ears for an hour. Okay, let's get uh, let's get on to moving. Talk about some NBA playoffs, and then we'll get out here, get to our main course, which is we'll talk about it in a second. Give us a minute. But here's the how the NBA playoffs stand right now. The Bucks. Bounce. See you later by the Miami Heat. Gentlemen sweep. Goodbye. You are the weakest link. That's coming back with Jane Lynch. Um, the Boston Celtics and, uh, and the Toronto Raptors, they're going to a game seven. They're going to a game seven, and I believe that is tonight. Come on, Roger. That would be tonight. You will, know, you will know the result of that game before you listen to this. Yes. In the West, Lakers lead 3-1 over the Rockets. Rockers. Rockets. Get out of here. I don't know why I said Rockers. And then uh, the Clippers are 3-1 over the Nuggets. Nuggets were done after their last series. When you got Jamal Murray being talking about how tired he is and how he can't can't play in two days, your team's cooked. So there you go. Hey, how, that, about, how about, how about uh, what's his name? Also out complaining for the ball more. Michael Porter Jr. Wow. Do you hear about that? No, and I don't want to hear about that. This kid's gonna be a problem. Not like he is gonna be. A, not like he's gonna be. A, a oh, bad he's problem. gonna be a problem. Like Zion's gonna be a problem. Like this kid's gonna yeah. be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Okay. Yeah. With that, that's the news. Now, oh, we're back. We're back. We're flying. It's one thing in a winter. I only got one thing to say to you. Who do you think you are? I am. You had one job. Just the one. Because I win. This is bullshit. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. I hope I win. One thing and a winner. Yes, it is back. This is one of our favorite things. It's, you know... For those who have forgotten, 
One thing in a winner is we run through, we pick every NFL game of the season. Last year, I believe we got every single one, you and I. Bales got every single one except the first Thursday night game. This year, Bales is in for the, or everyone's in for the Thursday night game. We're going to pick every single game, and we threw somebody else into the mix. The captain will be making his picks this year, so we will be tracking four people's picks And then, uh, you know, we give you updates uh, for every quarter of the season. And there's a lot of bragging rights that go into this. um, And it is all percentage-based. So, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's one thing in a winner. So, the way we do it is we pick our winner and we give you one reason why real quick as we move through all the games. Obviously, Bale's not going to be on the pod, but he's going to be making his picks. The captain, maybe he'll be on a couple throughout the season. Who knows? But uh, he'll be making his picks anyway. But the two of us will be making our picks and giving you the one thing. Okay. So, really good start from the four of us. We all took the Chiefs. Chiefs obviously won. Uh, that's the first game of the season. Let. What did you feel about the game? Let's give it a tiny bit of a recap here. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Sensational back. Uh once he was drafted, what, 32nd overall, last pick of the first round, everyone knew that he was going to fit that Andy Reid offense just perfectly. Um, I think they, my expectation was that we were going to see him more catching balls out of the backfield like he did at Clemson. But um, LSU. Sorry, LSU, thank you. Um, but And the big question was could he run up the middle? But, I mean – he had, you know, over 120 yards rushing, a touchdown, running basically up the middle of the whole game. So, yeah. huge, huge uh, draft pick, I think, there by the Kansas City Chefs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I thought he would be a bigger factor in the past game, although I knew he could do this. His mm-hmm. center of gravity is so low that he can cut so quickly, and his balance and strength are all pretty good. Um, so, I knew he could do that. Everybody keeps talking about the goal line stuff because he gets – he get he got stuffed a bunch of times at the goal line. It's his first friggin' game. And he yeah. had over a hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown. Like, let's give him a second. If he wasn't perfect, I think we can he got no preseason games. He got really no training camp to speak of. Like, let's give yeah, him a couple holy weeks. Hell. Let's give him a couple weeks. And speaking of the not being involved in the past game, I was watching this game last night with the captain, and we were both saying I I, I turned to him and I said doesn't it seem like they're intentionally keeping him out of the pass game? Almost as if they're saving it for later when they need it. Like, they don't want to show it. And, and and my big thing was, so, I think the Chiefs are trying to make a statement. Andy Reid is actually pretty big on this. He makes a lot of statements, especially when they hear everyone talking about how they can't do a certain thing or don't do a certain thing. They like to do that certain thing. And my prime example is uh, a couple years ago when Alex Smith was still starting for the Chiefs. And remember they had those like two years where they had like one uh, receiving touchdown by a receiver? They, and everyone was like, oh, see, they can't throw it downfield. Alex Smith can't go downfield. He can't throw it to receivers. And then they played the pass in the opening game. And on the first drive, it was this massive like 55-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill right to a receiver, and then they kept doing that all game. And I think that's Andy Reid just loves to do that, where he, he hears all offseason, 
They can't do this. So he likes to come out and make statements. So now they have to worry about it. So they don't use Edwards Alaire in the pass game. They use him on the ground, which they haven't been able to do. And everyone's like, well, they don't really have a run game. And now they do. And now everyone has to plan for it. They're unstoppable. I was I was like, oh, hot damn. This is we're in trouble because their defense played yeah. like wildfire too. They were good. Yeah. My question my questions were was only the defense. Can the defense keep it up? And they were like better than they were at any point last year. Yep. It's gonna be hard to stop them. Also, super out on the Texans. Yes, bad I, team. I just said when we were golfing that I was in on the Texans. And then I was like, now I'm out. What I say? They've yeah. got to go. They go Chiefs, then Ravens, then Steelers, then like Jags, so they get a break there. But then they, I mean, like the first part of their schedule is it's brutal. They're Insane. screwed. They're screwed. Oh, it's Titans after that. Oh, and five. Oh, they, yeah. It's going to be, they're going to be like one and one and they'll hope to be two and four probably. But anyway. That is the recap. Let's get to the moving forward. Jets at Bills. Jets at Bills. Come on. It's a clean sweep. We all took the Bills. You want to give a reason why? John, the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs connection, I think, is going to be uh, pretty tight this year. So I'm excited to see them link up on the field. For me, it's more about the Jets than the Bills. I like the Bills a lot, but the Jets are just, I don't like them a lot. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Packers at. Vikings, another clean sweep here. We're all taking the Packers. I'm pretty high on the Vikings general. Not pretty high, actually. I'm pretty middle of the road on the Vikings generally. I think they compete for that division, but they've got their young at corner. Daniil Hunter's on IR, so they're missing pieces and they're young at corner. I think the corners need time facing Aaron Rodgers, who's got a, got a chip on his shoulder. Not the best first game for a young corner. I'll second that. Okay. Eagles at Washington football team, WFT. And here we go, the first non-sweeper, because at St. Bales goes big bold and takes WFT over the Eagles. They are at home. This is, well, I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming he's really liking Chase Young. He's really liking Terry McLaurin in, in that connection. I think but. he is a McLaurin fan. I'll be honest. I had to think about this game a lot. The, I didn't. The Eagles' offensive line, not great right now. In the, the Redskins. Damn it. Go ahead. Damn change, it. Change your pick. Change your pick. No, I just I said the wrong name. I said, I said the R name. Uh, the WFT, which is what I'm going to call them, WFT, they've got an amazing defensive line. Amazing defensive line. Plus, the Landon Collins in the back. Their corners are a little shoddy, but everywhere else they're really good. I think they're gonna. I, this is gonna be a really close game. I had to take the Eagles because I believe in Carson Wentz, but this is gonna be really close. And I'm in for the WFT four or five wins this year. Mm, I'm a little lower, maybe three. Okay, I'm fine with that. But you took the Eagles, so did Captain, and uh, I, I in, in the end took the Eagles as well. Browns at Ravens. Another clean sweep. We all took the Ravens. Why? Love it. Because of their MVP quarterback. Okay. Okay. We'll see. 
We'll see. Okay. I, think, I think the Ravens take a step back this year. I think the Browns take a step forward, uh, but not in this game. I don't trust them. Um, basically, what you're going to see from me, uh, never mind, I'll tell you later. But the Browns, I think they, they need some time to get to used to that, that new system with Stefanski. And I don't think Stefanski is going to be some all big answer. Some like God from on high coming down to save the Browns. He was a decent offensive coordinator, a decent offensive coordinator in Minnesota. And now he's supposed to save the Browns. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? We're taking, we're, you know, we're like trying to take leaps. Let's just walk for a bit, Browns. Come on. Um, Colts at Jags. How about the, the the captain getting getting fancy, taking the Jags? The openly tanking Jags. Uh, I like the Jags have a lot of pieces actually. If you actually oh think about it. Oh my gosh. No, if you actually think about it, not in next year, but the year after that, Jags are gonna be very good. Jags have a lot of really a lot of draft picks, just like the Dolphins did last year. Except they'll probably miss on all of them. Josh Allen, who should have been the ro- defensive rookie of the year last year. They've got Caleb on Chase on the, their first round draft pick this year. Taven Bryan. First round draft pick from two years ago. Miles Jack still, C.J. Henderson, big time corner. They I know they've they have they've spent a lot in safeties. Minshew, D.J. Chark, Lavisca Chanel. They need a running back, a couple pieces on the offensive line, and and then they're spattering. They're just they're just filling in holes. Give them a little bit. I'm a, a lot I, of holes. I'm okay with this. I'm assuming what 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 the captain is saying is they're going to throw the ball a whole bunch, and the Colts aren't fast enough to keep up. I think you forgot about a guy named Darius Leonard, maybe. Leonard. We'll see. But we're taking the Colts. Um, the rest, the rest of us, Smooth, myself, and Bales, taking the Colts. I'm big on the Colts. I think they're going to run it down people's throats. Jonathan Taylor. Think uh, or Marlon Mack, either one. Don't really care. Um, and then I'm, I'm big on Phil this year. I think Phil finally gets an offensive line for the first time in a decade. And he'll enjoy it. Okay, yeah. so there we go. Raiders at Panthers. Little split here. I like this. Now we're talking with the split. Smooth, you obviously take your Raiders. Would you like to give you, you and the captain's side of it? A voice? Yeah. I think uh, Cars. Mm, I think the run game, the Josh Jacobs run game, is going to be solid this year. And I, I really like their tight end as well as the addition of Henry Ruggs. Um, Hunter Renfro, also a part of that receiving core. Um, I, I think Derek Carr, while not a Super Bowl winning quarterback, I think he can get the job done. Uh, but I think they'll come out hot against this um, Panthers team with a brand new quarterback um i am a teddy bridgewater fan but i think just with all of the complexities that come along with adding a new quarterback to a team and with the no preseason and stuff like that i think it's going to be a little harder um get go for the the panthers football club yeah it's mostly a new team like overall i this is kind of uh, hoping against hope it's like you said we all love teddy uh, I like Matt Rule, uh, and I think McCaffrey is going to have a pretty big day. Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator who was at LSU last year, and made Edwards Alaire basically who he who he was. You know, kind of give him a breakout season. Said they want to do the same thing with McCaffrey that they did last year. So expect a lot of it spread out. 
I think people are underrating their receiving core. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson's there now. You've got McCaffrey on the inside. No, tight end's not great. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think they got a chance to score with the Raiders, but yeah, defensively it's going to be a little rough. Yeah. So, so kind of kind of a long shot there for for Bales and I. Bears at Lions. I am the only one to take the Lions. Everyone else taking the the, the Trubiskies, the Fighting Trubiskies. I'm uh, Explain yeah. Yourself. I think I think the fire has been lit under Mitch, old Mitchell, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think he's uh, I think he's going to do. If he's ever going to have a good game. Um, it should be and needs to be this one coming out of his what may potentially be his last season in Chicago. So hopefully he's prepared for this one. But I'm hoping he's locked in and shoves his uh, – I'm not even going to go there uh, and, and beats the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is soggy bread, and you can't light a fire with soggy bread. He's got none. He's done. The Lions, on the other hand, Stafford was playing like an MVP last year before he got hurt. Now he's back and healthy, rearing to go. Their receiving core is always dangerous. TJ Hawkinson in the middle. They've tried to help out their offensive line. I think they've finally done it. Plus a lot of different pieces at running back. And defensively, I think they become more aggressive. The only issue with the Lions. The, the Lions are finally talented. They have been actually talented for a while. They need a coaching staff. And if Patricia doesn't screw them up, I think they'll be they'll be good, decent to good this year, decent to good. And I don't think that's going to be the Bears. I think the Bears are, the Bears are a broken team. They're they're a rudderless ship, and everyone else is just floating floating on the seas, waiting for someone to save them, and they've got no one to save them. And I Ouch. think the rest of the team knows that. When the rest of the team knows that, you know what they do? They take a good the goodbye nap. Take a nap. Goodbye. Yeah. Seahawks at Falcons. The captain, the only one to take take the Seahawks here. Uh, I took it because of the the passing game. And, again, I think that defense got figured out last year. Um, And they're healthy. They're healthy, at least for now. In week one, they're healthy. So, hopefully, they'll all die in the wind. If they don't, I think the Falcons can take it out. Same with you. Yep, I like it. All right. Dolphins at Patriots. Clean sweep. We all took the Patriots. In a weird offseason, like we've talked about and you all know about, who are you taking? Any other team or the Patriots? Who's going to be the most prepared? The Patriots or everyone else? It's the Patriots. Yeah, and that's why I exactly. took them. Exactly. That's why I took them. Yep, locked and loaded. Chargers at Bengals. Man, I wanted to take the Bengals. Yeah. Man, I wanted to do it, but I could not do it. Uh, you know, I, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's my guy. Joe Burrow's my guy. If you think I like Teddy Bridgewater, I like Joe Burrow a whole lot more. Oh uh, my it, God. And I was like, let's do it. Let's, let's get after it. But I, uh, no, I don't think so. I, I'm actually, everyone kind of like once Derwin James went down, everyone was like, oh, the Chargers are going to suck. I don't think that actually, I think they've got some pretty good replacement players there. And the Chargers, the Chargers are a legitimate team. The Bengals are, 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 I think they've changed their program. I think they've changed their whole organization, are working their way to a legitimate team, but they're not there yet. Yeah. Okay, how about the Cardinals at the 49ers? Another split here. You took the uh, Cardinals. I'm going to take and, you know, back myself up and sing at St. Bales. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, guy. The, 
yeah, the Cardinals are the future. Uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that is a offense that is uh, that is not to be messed with. Um, I think big things are going to happen in Arizona soon, and I think uh, you know everyone knows of the Super Bowl uh, hangover. Um, well, even the even the losers of the Super Bowl experience hangovers, and I think the 49er hangover. Uh, is just beginning. I think uh, this comes as a very, very shocking year to the 49er franchise, and I think there's some turbulence long-term with uh, Jimmy G. The future is an ever-changing and fleeting fallacy. The present is all that matters, and and right now the 49ers are much better than the Cardinals. I mean, you don't even know if Kingsbury can coach Yes, he all can't we, believe no, dude, he hasn't heard, I don't believe in him at all. He was he had never won eight more than seven games in college. In college. He's a grown man now. He he understands. Mm, he's a grown man who's about to get whooped by a growner man in Kyle Shanahan. That is the future of the NFL, Kyle Shanahan. And the Niners, they'll figure something out. I think they're gonna come out angry that defense hasn't changed. They're young enough, and enough has Enough has moved around that I think they realize that it's not last year; it's this year, and they're gonna come out angry. And I think they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna get it done. I don't hate the Cardinals, just not as high on them as everybody else thinks. Remember, it's not the year everyone thinks they're gonna be good; it's the year after everyone thinks they're gonna be good. When you have a rebuilding team, the Cardinals will be good next year. Bucks at Saints. Bales is the only one to take the Bucks. This is going to be Bales's Bucks. It's going to be a whole Bales, new segment Bales on, on Bucks. Yeah, yeah. The only oh re- I mean, I wanted to take the only reason I took the Saints in this one is because of the weird offseason and how many pieces yeah. the Bucks got. The Saints have like the most continuity in the NFL, other than the Chiefs. Maybe even more than the Chiefs. And I think so the Saints like, are going to the Super Bowl. I'm going. I'm going there now. Yeah, I like it. Week one predictions. <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's what, write that down. Lock that in stone. <laughs> That's gonna be nice. I like the Saints, man. I'm all in. I'm all. Nice. In. I think the Bucks are gonna be good. I wouldn't mind seeing either one be good, but I think the Saints got it this week. I think they split the season, the Bucks mm. and Saints, and the Saints got this one. Uh, Cowboys at Rams. Bales is the only one to take. Bales went bold this week. Bales was pretty bold. Yeah. Uh, he went the Cowboys. Uh, honestly, I feel like the three of us taking the Rams is more bold than Bales taking the Cowboys. I, I like that, actually, because yeah. I'm usually not an L.A. fan. Yeah. Uh, I just think they got a lot of things fixed. They all looked themselves in the mirror last year and, and found out what they were and came back better for it. Exactly. And I don't believe in the Cowboys. Don't. I don't believe in that. Uh, Monday Nighters. Dos Monday Nighters. Welcome. Steelers at Giants. We all took the Steelers. Giants are going to be a frosty loss this year. Yeah. That makes that's sense. A, that a, makes sense? That's a, yes. Okay. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, like what? They're going to be hard to beat, but they're going to lose. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They'll keep it frosty, but they'll lose. Keep it frosty. Yeah. Um, ben, Ben's healthy, man. Look good. That's what it looks is. good. I mean, when Ben's not there, that that backup quarterback situation is just absolutely insane, oh, and it's a, a carousel. It's a but dumpster fire. 
once you got Ben back there, that offense is humming. So let's go, yeah. let's go, Steelers. Yeah. Okay. Monday night, last one: Titans at Broncos. We all took the Titans. I would have taken the Broncos, but like I said, the Von Miller thing is just deflating. It's just deflating. So you got to give it to the Titans. Although I'm fairly down on them. Okay. Yeah. I. I mean. I like I like the clowning signing. I'm I'm a Derrick Henry fan. Um, I like uh, I just like the Titans. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah. that is the show. That is 126. Tune in next week. We're gonna have things. We're gonna do this every week, obviously, but we will get back to recess. Uh, the news will probably quiet down a little bit. We'll get you some updates. Keep you updated. We'll also probably start talking fantasy a little bit. Just give you some weekly guys every week that you like to match up or maybe even like them for the season, whatnot. Give you some fantasy guys. So we'll start doing that next week. Uh, Obviously, we'll give you the answer to the trivia question. Um, Yeah. And we'll keep it on with one thing in a winner. But that is 126. Other than that... um, Let's wait till next week to talk to BN League. We did have our draft. I think we're pretty excited about it. Pretty fun. Going to be nice in the heavy artillery league. But until then, like I said last week, uh, the plan is we you know we don't get on Twitter all that often. It's kind of a place of despair. A lot. Kind of sucks. But during these sports seasons, now that you know everything's kind of back in full swing. I mean, last night was the first time ever we had NBA, NFL, MLB. NHL, WNBA, and something else. Maybe college football. All of those things on one night. So, so crazy. We're in full swing, and I was, we're just like, you know, let's do some Twittering. So we're going to we're gonna hit that a little bit harder than we have in the past. So find us on Twitter at bold underscore nonsense. Instagram, bold dot nonsense. You can also email us at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, expect a show on Saturdays. We are your weekend listen. We are your Saturday side piece. And find us on iTunes and Spotify. Those are the best places. If you're there, you might as well just leave a review and a rating. Because you're there. You're there. You're there. You're there. there are, it literally takes yeah. a little bit of effort. If we're, if, move we're, the mouse. if we're in your ears, then those things, one of those, is open. And you can easily just click on us and, and be like, whoop, 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 whoop. Five star. Five stars. And it costs you nothing. And it helps us a bunch. Yes. So be, be good to your friends. All right. Let's get out of here. Say bye to the people. Thank you, Walsh Disney, for another great episode. This has been Bold Nonsense. BNP 126. I'm at Still Smooth. Much love. Everybody stay safe with the fires. Um, I know a lot of people have been affected, but stay safe out there. Um, and, yeah, much love. Yep. Uh, ditto everything that he said. I am at Walsh Disney. If you love it, love us. This is Bold Nonsense. This is episode 126. This is your time to shine the NFL. This is this is your primer to Sunday fun, fun day. And this is your invitation to stay senseless. Very little. 
I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.